Welcome to the Not Just a Pony Ride podcast, presented to you by Hetra University. If you've landed here, you're probably passionate about how horses help people. Whether you're an instructor, therapist, in the business, or have experienced equine-assisted services yourself, we're glad you're here. Join us as we talk about the benefits, the science, to-dos, how-tos, and all of the reasons why what we do is so much more than just a pony ride. And now, from the Hetra campus in Gretna, Nebraska, here's your host, occupational therapist Katie King. Hey everyone, we're back with another episode, episode 34 to be exact. And today I have Dr. Pebbles Turbyville, the executive director of the Horses and Humans Research Foundation. I really wanted to share the HHRF with you guys because I believe it is an organization that we so greatly need. It is a foundation that offers grant funding, networking, education, all kinds of things for the EAS community. And they really push the value of really good, high quality research. So their their sole mission is to see the betterment of our community through research. And I think it's fantastic. So listen in to hear what the HHRF can do for you. I know we're always looking for education and CEUs and things to better us too. So even if you aren't interested in research, there's still something here for you. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, Pebbles. Hi, thanks. I'm glad to be here. Well, today we have Pebbles Turbyville and she is with the Horses and Humans Research Foundation, and I am looking forward to hear more about what you guys do at the foundation and more about you, Pebbles, so why don't you take it away? Great. So um, technically, which is really funny, I'm Dr. Pebbles Turbyville, and it's really weird to say a cartoon name as a doctor, but uh, yeah, I got it, my doctorate um, finalized for my dissertation defense in December, so congratulations! Still, still getting used to that. My background is kind of a hodgepodge of different things. Um, my degree is actually in sports management with an emphasis in leadership. And then my master's is actually recreation. And then my undergraduate is a liberal arts, also kind of a mix of physical education, recreation, psychology, and business. So um, you're a well-rounded education. <laughs> you have a well-rounded education. Yeah, um, but I'm also certified um, in PATH. I was an advanced, uh, well, still am advanced instructor and then advanced evaluator, uh, associate evaluator, and also used to teach the mentor training. But I've kind of stepped away from that, mainly because I've been so busy with HHRF and I was teaching to give you a little background, at St. Andrews University for 19 years and was the equine studies uh, chair as well as the therapeutic horsemanship director. Um, St. Andrews was the first college to offer a four-year degree uh, in therapeutic horsemanship. So my degrees as well as my certification allowed me to teach that. And because I'm also in sports management, um, also taught some sports management classes as well as uh, and the equine studies. But ironically, after getting my doctorate, I decided that I was I enjoy teaching and I love teaching. I'm just not into grading. <laughs> <laughs> While I was working on my dissertation, decided to 
approach, I was a volunteer for Horses and Humans Research Foundation, and they didn't have an executive director. And I said, well, you know what? I'm working on my dissertation. I could work part-time. So I started as the ED part-time. And then before I knew it, it kind of grew on me. And I, I think it's a great foundation and there's so much that we can do and where we're going. So I became full-time in March of this year. Horses and Humans Research Foundation was a vision for Molly Sweeney. Um, and if any of you have been in therapeutic horsemanship or empath, have uh, probably run into Molly. Um, she's been involved um, with a therapeutic horsemanship center in Houston, Texas called SIRE. And her vision was, you know what? We need to have the research to really back what we do. And not only back it, but really explain how, how everything works. Uh, so she got together in 2002 with some people that she knew and they talked about it. And um, there's a little bit of a hiatus in there um, just because of some family issues. But in 2005, Horses and Humans Research Foundation was formed and they gave out their first grant in 2006. So basically what we do is raise funds so that we can give out research grants. And those grants have varied in different topics. Some have been um, specifically on autism, cerebral palsy, specific populations like veterans or youth, or specific topics like this past year we've gave a grant or we're about to give a grant, I guess you should say, because we've received them and they're going through the process right now to be awarded, but um, 50,000 on trauma. And that's a general topic, but there's, especially with the pandemic, we felt like there was so much with people experiencing trauma, just from being isolated or our first responders um, going through trauma teens that have gone through different things than their life or the veterans for post-traumatic syndrome. So because it's kind of a general topic, we felt like, you know what, if you're doing any kind of research in this area, just be clear and specific about how you define that and put that in the, in the grant application. Absolutely. I think that research in our field is so, so important. And so having a resource like the HRF to help encourage people to be completing that research and reporting what they're finding. Do you guys have specific parameters that um, you require as far as size of your studies or anything like that? Or is it really just kind of you go through the application and, and whoever has the best that's idea a, wins? That's a, <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, we actually have um, scientific advisors who apply and then if they've had research experience as well as review experience, they become one of our advisors. And it's was set up, I think this is really interesting, so similar to Michael J. Fox's. So Michael J. Fox's foundation has a scientific advisory council. And so when they were forming HHRF, they were looking at different ways of, of doing this because you just don't wanna say, okay, throw in your grant and we'll see what's best and, and award it. It really has the scientific advisors backing on it. And there's a process that they have to go through. Um, and so it, there's different tiers 
scientific advisors evaluate the research um, on criteria and we or we don't hide that it's not anything hidden or hidden agenda i mean it's all on our website and it's evaluated and then once it goes the higher the score um, it goes to the next tier and then once it reaches the top the top then they are voted on by the board um, it may be that it might be one topic that wins out, or it could be several that um, the board will have the scientific advisors give them feedback about all the different grants so that they understand, and then they get to vote on which one is awarded the funds. Um, sometimes there may be an issue with the grant itself, like maybe the advisors would suggest it might be stronger if they, the applicant actually might change some of it or tweak it or uh, considers doing some other things to make it stronger. Mm -hmm. um, we will actually suggest that as well. As far as the numbers, yeah, if you have a better, a bigger population, the bigger the population and the stronger the research is gonna benefit the community. And we say rigorous research, mainly because we're looking at, we want research that will be published. And that way it also can be used also in the future to help other researchers. So once you have research published, then you can look at what those people have done. Did they did it well? Did they have any questions or concerns about their research? Um, so if somebody wants to, it's like building blocks. So you have that level. Um, so the next person can take it and go, hmm, okay, let's try this and this and make this research stronger and then build on that. Um, because when you're looking at research, you're looking at reviews and trying to see who's done it, research in this area. What have they done? What was strong about it? Um, and so that you can provide more information for everyone who is in research, but you're also, for example, like our research, when you're writing a grant as centers, boots on the ground, and you're and you want to ask for funds, you can say, you know what, this re this HHRF provides research, and you can go on our website and quote it and cite it and say, look, this does work, and there there's evidence that this does work and this is why you should help fund us because of how it works or why why it's working. Maybe you might want to even fund our research that we're doing here at our center. So, you know, all of that is again, our building blocks and it's gonna help our industry. Absolutely. And I love how you reference that we have to do research to do more research, if that makes sense, right? So right. How, how do we build upon that? I mean, even now, Hetra has partnered with um, a local university, Creighton University, and we're doing a um, research study funded by the NIH. Uh, and we've already, we're through it pretty much. We've done um, almost all of our, our participants in the study and data has been all completed. And we you know, aren't even through analyzing data yet. And we have so many questions. Yeah. Oh, what if it was this or that, or, oh, it'd be interesting to see now if we did, you know, that, or so there's so many things that tease out of research that you just want yeah. to keep going. And so having more people to help, help you answer those questions is really what it's about. Right. And that's what, you know, 
some people say it's about the why, but sometimes it's really about the how. And that's our, our new tagline is how horses help humans. And there's so many different ways of how they help us. And there is the why, but it's really about the how. You know, we've also talked about at HHRF, there's a couple of projects that we're looking at. One is education, which I can talk about. We've been doing webinars and a conference we did last year. We're about to do another conference in August um, at Fieldstone Farm in Chagrin Falls. And then another project that we're looking at is trying to have a, a place where research can be um, put so that it's easier for everyone to, to find. Now, I know that once the researchers like to have their, um, their research published and then sometimes they can get money from it because it's in a database where you have to pay for it, but we're trying to make it accessible so that centers or researchers can get to all the different types of EAS research. And one thing that we've talked about is not only are we looking at what was published, but maybe things that didn't go well, maybe the things that aren't published, the things that maybe somebody did as research and it didn't go the way they expected because we can all learn from that. Um, and so that's one thing that, you know, what, what went wrong? What would you suggest in the future? And also it would be great in our, in our cloud in the sky that we're hoping that we can create is, um, you know, a place that you can say, hey, I'm interested in doing research on this topic. Has anybody thought about it or looked at it or doing it at this time? Because we don't want to create silos where everybody's in their own silo and maybe doing this, doing research on the same thing. If we can all get under one big umbrella and have conversations and, and discussions about what we're doing, yeah, it is a little competitive, but at the same time, if we, if we talk and collaborate, we're going to make our research better for the field and for the industry. So that's some of our goals. Another goal that we also have talked about is that we've looked at horses and how horses help humans. But now we're also looking at, you know what, let's look at the horse piece because horses are uh, near and dear to our heart and we want to be advocates for them and their well-being. And that's why we also have come up with um, guidelines for the well-being and we did it from the horse's perspective. You know, we are considering maybe giving extra funds if researchers will do research on the horse. So how are they stressed? Are they okay by doing this, this interaction? Is there any positive? Is there something that we need to change or challenges? So that's another piece that we're hoping to do in the future. Interesting. And I think that that's something that we all should be looking at in this field. I know we're looking at how, like you said, horses are benefiting humans, but are mm -hmm. the humans also benefiting the horse where it's a mm -hmm. two part, it's a two part dance, right? So tell me a little bit about the conference. <laughs> well, um, our conference is a day and a half. It's um, August 13th and 14th at, um, like I said, at Fieldstone Farm. And it's in Chagrin Falls, which actually 
technically is where our office is, but we're really virtual. We did virtual before it was really cool. So <laughs> because, you know, we're, we're a little bit of everywhere. It's kind of difficult to have an office when you're really international because we're international. We do receive international applicants, um, but we've had one study in Germany and three in Canada and then 10 in the United States. So Very cool. it would be difficult for us to have brick and mortar internationally, but yeah, anyway, um, I've diverged. <laughs> this episode of the Not Just a Pony Ride podcast is sponsored in part by Equiforce. Equiforce is a database that allows you to track every facet of your organization, from horse, donor, and volunteer management, to scheduling, grant tracking, incident reports, and tracking participant progress, too. This is not a one-size-fits-all setup. Instead, Equiforce personally works with you to learn how your facility functions and takes note of your specific terminology so that they can create a unique system to match the needs of your organization. And of course, Equiforce provides an ongoing training and support so that your database can grow with you. Visit them at www.equiforce.com. That's E-Q-U-I-F-O-R-C-E.com. This episode is also sponsored in part by Wooden Horse Corporation and the Equisizer. The Equisizer is a handcrafted, non-motorized mechanical horse used by Equine Assisted Service Programs worldwide. The Equisizer requires no electricity, tools, or maintenance and can be used indoors or out for evaluations, warm-ups, stretching, mounting, dismounting practice, and volunteer training, beer, and build confidence with students, clients, and volunteers. It can easily carry the weight of two adults, offering the unique option to ride tandemly. To learn more about the Equisizer, visit Equisizer.com. That's E-Q-U-I-C-I-Z-E-R.com. So our conference is is, uh, all day Saturday. Uh, We have researchers all over the country who are coming to present on all different types of topics. The neat part is, is on all a variety of different topics. And also, it's really a great place to network. For example, if you're really interested in research, but you're not really sure how to go about it or how to approach or set it up or how to network and find someone who can help you with that, that's the greatest part too. Not as an educational, but it's um, connecting. And that's why we call it Connect, Learn, and Inspire, because you're learning about all the different types of research that may have already been published or that's occurring right now, or maybe finishing up in their projects. And then also we're hoping to inspire people to get out there and either fund research or help people um, with that research. So we have some great topics that deal with teens as well as veterans. And actually the last grant that we gave out to some Canadians actually did some research on the horse piece as well as the human piece. So that's, they'll be coming to present as well. Exciting. Are there themes that you guys are seeing as far as in your applicants or even people who have submitted to come present at conference that certain populations or, or, or different metrics that people are looking at as a theme? You know, that's interesting. I think veterans are, is a hot topic at the at this time. And I think it's because of, I don't know, this may be biased, but I think a lot of people thought about therapeutic writing was just about, about kids. The fact that we're doing um, counseling with veterans or therapists or 
asking horses to join them in their therapy sessions for mm -hmm. veterans. Um, that's another another population and that it's helpful. And there are some other research that not only have we funded, but like Columbia University has also made the Man of War project has done a, some fabulous research in that area too. So that is one big area. Of course, autism is one big topic too, tends to get a lot of attention. Our first research study was on cerebral palsy, um, and we've done a couple in that area. You know, it's great because having a variety of showing, okay, this is a cognitive disability, this is physical, this is emotional. So, you know, how horses help us in all different areas is great. Yes, absolutely. We have seen a big increase in the number of mental health services we're providing mm -hmm. and dual diagnoses. So seeing a lot of that, you might have a physical disability, but you also have either the social behavioral or mental health yeah. side of things as well. So that's good to see that the research is kind of following suit in that way. Yeah, it is great that it it is across the board and, you know, especially with the pandemic, I think that social piece is really helpful getting people to the barn where it's quiet and you can work on that social aspect because, you know, I think some people have lost that connection piece. Tell me about the process for um, getting involved with the HHRF. Do you have volunteers? Obviously you're doing some fundraising. Do you have other, there are other employees at HHRF um, <laughs> besides you, I'm sure. So tell me a little bit about your team and how you people get involved. I'm actually not an employee. I'm actually a contractor. We don't have any employees. We all have uh, contracts with HHRF. I do have our office manager, operations manager, Terry Boggs is in Ohio, and she's been the right hand for HHRF since the get-go. And then we have some other team members, like one who works on the webpage. And uh, yeah, we have uh, some small part-time positions, but we do heavy on our volunteers. Um, our board works really hard. Um, we meet once a month and then they're on committees that meet once a month. So some of our board members are um, stretched meeting, working four or five hours um, a month for us, probably 10 hours sometimes. <laughs> just because we have so much going on. But we have different committees. We have a governance, development, education, finance. Uh, so we're looking for people with all different types of talent to help us. And they can go on our website and fill out a volunteer form or how they want to get involved with us. Because really our, our education committee is on fire and we have rolled out some free webinars. They're held on Zoom, so they're not professionally done in a, a webinar, but we do record them and put them on our YouTube channel, which we have subscribers to, and they can go and watch them for free. Not only are we funding research, but we're also educating people about research and the different types of areas that they could get involved in. I've watched several of those webinars um, that you guys have released, and I really, really enjoy them. So thank you for doing those um, <laughs> and you. making those accessible. We appreciate mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So, yeah, and we feel like it's it's all important. We all feel like we need to share. Um, again, collaborating, um, 
facilitating education and is is just part of our mission. So some people get a little bit overwhelmed with research. You know, it can be a little intimidating. So we've also tried to make it a little bit more approachable and, and let people understand why it's so valuable and break it down and to why it's so valuable in different areas. Yeah. So then how does the foundation as a whole raise funds to to help fund people who want to do research? <laughs> Part of that is we uh, look at other foundations that have similar interests so that they can also fund some of our grants or help with overhead. Looking at family family foundations or other types of foundations or general population that want to give funds. And, you know, it's amazing how much the dollar will go if, if just anybody wants to give $20 a month, that's, that's still, that's a lot of money. That's one reason too, in our webinars, we ask if anybody wants to give a donation to help with those um, costs. You know, I'd be willing to also talk to individuals who are excited about research and want to see something. And if somebody wanted to give us fifty or $100,000 and have it named after them, or doing a specific type of research, we would love to go to the table and talk to them. I would love to see us do some research about cancer survivors who have had horses be involved with them um, during their recuperating period, because I do know some centers who do have some um, programs called like the Pink Ladies or... I would love, here's a plug, I would love to... If anybody's listening right now and you have either like, yeah, cancer survivors or even like pain, like a pain management group, Mm -hmm. reach out to me, come shout at me on the Facebook page or go to Hetra.org or I want to speak with someone who, um, who's doing that or what benefits they have seen. I would just as a side note. Yeah, that would be. Gosh, so extending if we could get, and I've seen a couple of articles published, but there's just so much, you know, when we talk about trauma, I do know some programs who are also working the sex trafficking ring and, but I do know that there's been some survivors and that they have taken them to the barn and done some counseling with them, with the horses. And, you know, I'm sure it's beneficial, but I'd like to have some numbers on 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 that as well so yeah I mean sky's the limit as far as trying to do research it's just we need some people to help fund us so that we can do that and that's one thing that we are really proud about with HHRF is as I said we don't have a, a big overhead we're trying to keep that overhead down so that our funds go out to for grants And I think that the physicians and the insurance companies, you know, all of those people um, like to see those numbers and um, it's hard to do without, without the funds. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Do you have any committees related to like terminology or review of, of that type of thing? Cause I think that's something we struggle with a lot in research as well is we're all doing research, but if we're all using different words, then how do they, how do they come together? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've um, kind of support paths internationals white paper on terminology. I think it's a good start, but it's not necessarily international and we are an international organization. 
you know, just trying to get the United States to agree on terms. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to be global? Um, it's difficult because we it's just lost in trans, translation. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you just need to explain a little bit about what you're doing, but it is helpful if we could all be on the same page because that therefore we could look up research better if it, we all had the same terms. And the problem is it's not a bad problem, but because we do research in so many different areas like OT, PT, counseling, equine facilitated learning, therapeutic writing, they can be published in all different types of journals. You can be in the Journal of Adaptive PE, you could be in the Journal of Autism, you could be in the Journal of OT or PT or, you know, so that's the other part where we get a little splintered because it can be listed in so many different areas. And a lot of people think, oh, well, it's equine assisted. It should be with horses and it's not, you know, there's so much research just being done on horses and that's a whole different other ball game. So yeah, the terminology piece is, is a struggle just because we need to be able to find it, find research, but also if we could be on the same page, it would help. Right. And I think that's why something like the HHRF is so pivotal because you can come to the HHRF and know yeah. what research you're getting on what. Maybe the HHRF mm -hmm. should have its own journal. <laughs> Actually, we've um, talked about maybe doing it for a conference. So our conference proceedings, I mean, the conference piece is all new. We just started it last year in October and we're not even a full year around and we're doing one in August, you know, in the future that we could do a conference proceedings so that whoever presents would be in that packet. Very good. Is there um, a membership option with the HHRF or how does a layperson get involved if you just want to stay in the loop? Basically, if you go to our website, subscribe to our newsletter so that you are in our Facebook page is also up to date. Um, unfortunately, I had a hacker get to our Instagram. Oh, no. um, I do not know why they wanted to pick on us, but they did. It. Yeah, so that's a whole nother problem. But the gist of it is, if you want to get involved with us, uh, we do not have a membership because we are not a membership organization, but to sign up on our website so that you can keep up with our e-news and be on our Facebook page. Um, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can also see our new videos that are rolled out every month. So that should be helpful. For everyone. And again, we do have some volunteer positions on committees. So let us know if you want to get involved. Perfect. Thank you so much, Pebbles. Yes, I will link um, all of the your social media in mm -hmm. the show notes below. So if anyone's listening and you want a direct link to that, scroll down and click there. Just don't do okay. the Instagram. This <laughs> is not the Instagram, right? We're not going to give that hacker any more followers. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, if you just want to close Pebbles with just kind of the, the why do you keep doing what you do with the HHRF and advocating for the, hus the horse-human connection? Well, um, as a practitioner um, who was involved in, uh, who were boots on the ground and teaching other students how to do or be involved in equine-assisted services, um, this has really been a very progressive step for me to be involved with HHRF due to the fact that we're helping with research and funding and facilitating research 
so that we can help those individuals who are practitioners as well as other researchers out there. So again, discovering how horses help humans is, is important for all of us in equine assisted services and as practitioners, but also people who benefit from it. And hopefully we can get some attention. So the medical community, as well as the insurance um, companies will realize that this is not just a pony ride. This is this is for real and this actually works. Oh, couldn't have said it better myself. And mm-hmm. you even name dropped the podcast. Look at you go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but that's right. beautiful. I think we all have a why, but the Horses and hum- Human Research Foundation helps us discover our how. So thank you yes. for that, Pebbles. All right. Thank you. Yes. Have a good day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Until the next one launches, stay connected to our community by joining the Not Just a Pony Ride Facebook group. There, we share exclusive educational content, answer your questions, and review new and exciting developments for the EAS community. Don't forget, if you have suggestions for future episode topics or a lead on a great guest that you think our audience would enjoy, click on the link in the show notes or visit us at hetrauniversity.org. This podcast is presented by Hetra University an educational arm of the Heartland Equine Therapeutic Riding Academy. Hetra University's mission is to provide high-quality educational offerings to our participants and the EAS community. If you'd like to help us work toward our mission, you can make a donation by visiting us online at hetra.org. Again, I can't thank you all enough for helping Hetra change lives one stride at a time.